I'm Katie. And I'm Kay. And you're listening to the Babes of Quinny podcast. Did you see what Alexis posted? No, but I know it's going to be stunning because her creativity is out of this world. Here, look. Oh my gosh, you're right. It's incredible. Real talk, I don't even want to get married, but if I did, I'd want Alexis to do my florals. Her modern boho aesthetic is like right up my alley. She does dried bouquets too. I saw one the other week that was full of dried lavender and bunny's tail. It was so cute. Get a little more pretty in your doom scrolling and follow at Designs by Alexis Rose on Facebook and Instagram. The Family Dental Center is locally owned with offices in Belleville, Frankfurt, and Coburg. FDC has a team of highly qualified, caring dental professionals and modern technology to offer patients a stress-free and amazing dental experience. Make sure you stay up to date on all things Family Dental Center by liking them on Facebook at Family Dental Center and following them on Instagram at FDC Family. We're doing it. Are we? We're podcasting. Are we? It's like um, episode what? Forty nine. Yeah. Forty. Yeah, I think this is forty nine. Forty. Forty nine. No, forty eight was last week. I think. Does that mean next week is our one? No. No, no, no. <laughs> That's like in two weeks. So, for those of you who don't know, we're coming up on our one year of this nonsense. That is a one podcast. Year. <laughs> Which I. <laughs> I was having a real big anxiety spiral about the podcast. Same. Like, like the last couple of weeks being like, is it worth it? Same. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Twinning. It's like, yeah, I felt your energy. Yeah, that's why I've been like so weird and depressed lately. I know. I think though, I did hear a thing though, where it was like, when you feel like it's, t- when you feel like giving up or like that you don't know what you're doing anymore, that's when it's time to like keep going because yeah. you're doing something right. Yeah, so I had a meeting with the bald men today. Not about the podcast at all. No, about our, your actual about, job. About, about my actual job. Um, and the podcast came up, naturally. Yeah. Um, and they were just very positive about it. People are very positive about it. I feel like we're the hardest people. 100%. Well, this, I think the problem is, is that I think people don't take us seriously. What? (laughs) (laughs) So I have this thing where, because you watch Survivor now. I love Survivor. So the most recent. Caroline. I know exactly who you're watching. The most recent season of Survivor. Yeah, season 44. um, There's a contestant and her name is Caroline. And she, throughout the first chunk of the whole season, she's coming off like completely unhinged. Yeah. Like absolutely like nuts and then you get into her story about her being an addict and like struggling with mental health and being like her being like you know what like yeah I'm like this but I'm also these things Mm -hmm. and I'm just kind of like all right like I can be anxious I can be chronically depressed I can be I can have ADHD I can have all these things and I can talk about you know feet photos on a podcast but still be really fucking good at what we're doing at my day job yeah you know what I mean like I can and you are really good at your day job I I, thank you see now I'm trying to like take compliments and not just like panic I do that yeah there's a moment of panic (laughs) I know I saw it no one else could see it but I saw it but yeah no I think that that is one of the things I struggle with the most is that people or I perceive people not taking me seriously because I am 
I don't know, not. We're not like the cookie cutter. Um, I've never felt that I was like the quote unquote like cookie cutter thing, image of one like professionalism. A proper female or professionalism. Um, and I think it's tricky to try and yeah. like take on. It's like an, I have like an identity crisis. Yeah. I'm like, how do I still be myself but be a business bitch? Well, I can certainly say that we talked about how you are the hardest working person I know. <laughs> and Thank you. That's me taking a compliment. <laughs> yeah, no, I literally talked to the bald oh, men, which you. is... Don't make me cry. Yeah, thank no, about how you today. are literally a total boss and you're thank killing you. it. Thank you. I'm not Ever since you've been you. back. <laughs> like, Panic cry? No. Okay, good. I'm crying. <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we had a little fangirl moment. Oh. Or I, I certainly did. <laughs> But I could. They have were talk- like, "She's fine." <laughs> I could have talked about you in that meeting for like ever. Yeah, I'm pretty obsessed with you. I think we're a good match. Yeah, they said that it was good that we got put in the same office. They were very worried about that too. I know they didn't know it was going to happen. And I was like, "Yeah, no, we match energy and we throw ideas off of each other." It's honestly, and we can just sit and work. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like, you know, when we wild. have to sit, you know, just throw headphones on and do our thing. Do it. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. I thought it, I always thought it was a good idea. I did too, because I was also tired of my mini desk in the hallways. <laughs> they were like, yeah, we knew that wasn't like a permanent solution. There was, I wasn't even supposed to be in office. So here we are. <laughs> now we have a podcast. It is crazy. I was thinking about it because, so everyone, we are going to put out a special episode on mm-hmm. July 4th because that is our one year episode yeah that's like officially the one year mark that's when we put out our first episode was july 4th of last year is this gonna be like a trend every year i think so like we july just... 4th like our birthday oh not fun are we gonna say oh we should have a birthday party <gasps> oh i do like that idea i wish i had enough time to actually plan a babe's birthday party but it's in maybe like next two weeks. year yeah <laughs> again we still have our other job which is technically the priority um and lives Pretty much, yeah. yeah, and and social lives and yeah, problems and so many problems. <laughs> but we're working on them. But I look back and I'm like, it's only been a year. Like so much has happened for both of us. Honestly, which we haven't really talked about. But maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe in the episode. we'll talk about it in the episode. So you have to tune in. Yeah, um, and um, I just know that now I have a happier tummy. I started drinking kombucha today. She said, is this what all kombucha tastes like? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, like mold. I'm so sorry, Alex. It was, I, it is an acquired taste. Like you're like, what am I drinking? Okay. It's not that I don't like it. I don't not like it. Yeah. It's weird, right? But it's weird. It's but not like, a normal My tummy drink. isn't mad about it. No. It's like a probiotic. I know, and I think I need more probiotics in my life. Probably. Because I've been treating myself like shit, and I'm ready to not stop treating myself like shit. Yeah, it's it's weird doing that. Yeah. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm proud of you, too, because you've been, like, the last couple of weeks, you've been, like, really... My stomach is very angry, and mm-hmm. sometimes I don't take care of myself in the sense of nourishing my body. Mm-hmm. I just throw things in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Um, so I really was like, okay, I need to get it together because my stomach is so mad at me. And it was like a weird switch, but now I'm just more conscious about fueling my body with like what it needs and not just like shoving things in my mouth when I'm hungry. That's like, yeah. Yeah. 
I've noticed. And you've been like, you just seem like lighter. Yeah, my whole body hurts, but that's like normal, I think, for me. I hold a lot of tension. Yeah, you need a massage. Yeah, I do. Jeanette, get on that shit. She does give a great back massage. Shout out to Jeanette's hands. Strong hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you seen? Did I? What was it? I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> Who was I talking to about? I think I was talking with. Who was I talking to? I saw I was fangirling over Jeanette and her like flipping sheep around. That's so what she's shearing eighty sheep today. It's her biggest number yet. That's insane. Yeah, I'm that's proud so of her. many sheep. Yeah, she's gonna be exhausted and it's hot today, but it'll be good. What a total boss. I'm trying to think. She should be finishing. I don't know. Soon. Eight hours. I don't know. That's um, a lot of time to shear a sheep. Probably doesn't even take that long. She can shear a sheep in like three minutes. What? Her brother can do it in like a minute and a half. I feel like we need to have her on. I need to learn more about she this. She panics whenever I bring it up. Can I ask her? Sure. Will she panic if I ask her? She will always panic. <laughs> <laughs> what if we do it not here? Yeah, we could do that. Remember that one day she walked in and she tr- she is in one episode for a little bit. Yeah. But she panicked. <laughs> what if we get really stoned beforehand? Perfect. Perfect. We'll have to do it after hours. We have to do it out of, uh, after hours Babes and out of after off. dark. <laughs> With Jeanette. We get high. <laughs> um, should we talk about this week's episode? We should. Deanna. Yeah. What a f- <laughs> fabulous human. So we, Deanna's the executive director of the Quinty Museum in Quinty West. And the owner of Deanna Way Photography. Multi-talented. So much schooling. So much greatness. It's, In it one was a person. great story. Um, yeah, so we met her at Brazen. Shout out Jenny. Shout out Jenny. <laughs> Every episode. <laughs> um, and we were all sitting at the same table and we all trauma dumped on each other. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, so we just kept in touch, and she's super badass, and we're like, we want you on the podcast. Yeah, well, we also got to go to the museum for a chamber event, and like, just her passion for what she's doing and her knowledge is really cool. Yeah, no, she's like walking around talking about dinosaur and like whale, whale bones and yeah. like fossils and like cleaning things, and I was just like, wait, what? Yeah, so we were like, fascinating. Now you're on the podcast, and she did. She <laughs> showed up, and she uh, was very open, which was nice. So. One of, I think this is one of my favorite episodes because Same. of how open she was and just like the story that she told and how she got to where she is. And I'm, I, th- I find her fascinating and I found out that we're almost neighbors. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just think she's one of the coolest people I've met. And now met. we do lunch dates with her sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without further ado, here's our episode. Enjoy. Today we have a Quinny transplant who relocated to the area from Ottawa. Her first job was at the Disney store in the Bayview Mall, um, but I love that that was her first job. Deanna Way is a gem of a human that we first met in person at Brazen. She has a badass list of education, so she may just be our most qualified guest yet. After high school, she completed a Bachelor of Arts in History and Philosophy from Carleton University and then went on to Algonquin College to complete an advanced diploma in Applied Museum Studies. 
She went abroad to receive a Master's of Library and Information Science from Robert Gordon University. She lives in Belleville, but is our first guest to say they would rather live in Trenton, so we'll unpack that later. (laughs) She is the Executive (laughs) Director of the Quinney West Museum of Natural History and is a big part of the reason why Quinney has the coolest dinosaur and whale exhibit. She is also the owner of Deanna Way Photography and shoots weddings and elopements in Ottawa and PEC. Plus, she is a cat mom to three fur babies. She is impressive and overall a solid human. Babes of Quinney, please welcome Deanna Way, the Executive Director of the Quinty Museum of Natural History and the owner of Deanna Way Photography. Did I get it all? Pretty much. Um, So I actually didn't go away. I actually did it online for Robert Gordon. Lame. I know. <laughs> they actually invited me to the um, the graduation in Aberdeen, and oh. I was like, I really wanted to go because it was like the 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 course. It wasn't just online; like you were actually doing school with students in the classroom as well. So oh, okay. it was cool. like a hybrid thing. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't I didn't actually go because I was working at RCI at the time. I was like completing my master's while working like my job. A job. Like 40 a hours time. a week, but, like, if you're at RCI, it was, like, overtime all the time. So, like, when I was completing my master's thesis, I was working, like, 55 to, like, 60-hour weeks, did the master's thesis, and then, like, yeah. How? How? I got, okay? I got injured, actually. I uh, busted my finger really bad. So, anyway, so that's that. And then um, it is actually Bayshore Mall. Uh, oh, Bayview. I got so excited. Oh, yeah, no, Bayshore. I think when I was typing it, I was probably just like, Bayview Mall. That sounds right. Yeah. Bayview Queen. Mall. I'm thinking like Kyle Wolven song. Oh, yeah, the oh, Queen yeah. Mall. <laughs> so Not funny. the Bayview Mall. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how was the Disney store? What happened there? Um, it was great. Uh, we, um, I used to do like the box stuff. Like I would like unload the, I was a box boy. Oh. And so I would like take out all of the toys and put them on the shelves and stuff. But it was crazy when I worked there. Um, we had so many boxes and so much stuff that even the managers had to call the fire marshal a few times because it was like, the conditions in there were awful. It was just like you would climb on boxes to get to like the, t- you wouldn't even use a ladder. There was no way you could put a ladder in there. So you'd like climb to the top of like a shelving unit to grab like, I don't know, like a tigger off the shelf. And then, um, yeah. That's an HR nightmare. It is. What's like, was it, was there like a, like a highlight movie that came out where everyone was just like nuts about a certain toy? Um, oh, well, High School Musical 2. <gasps> Was a big one. So good. Katie's like, yes. Yeah. Well, that's past my time. Bet on it. Bet on it. Was that Efron actually? Yeah. I, that used to play on loop. So they had like a 30 minute video that would play. Like there was a TV and then these songs oh, no. would just play on loop. So I'm like. not going to stop. Not going to stop till I get my shot. Yeah, exactly. That's who I am. That's my plan. We'll end up on top. You can bet on it. I'm not editing that. <laughs> or like <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. It's like, oh, what's that song? Um, I know you, I oh walked with you once upon a dream. Okay, it's like that song. I don't know. I know all the Disney songs. It's kind of This is now just a Disney sing-along episode. It could be. I used to, okay, downstairs when I had my own office, um, I used to put on Disney songs in my headphones on Spotify when I was feeling sad. Nice. I think in high school I studied to Disney songs. I mean, yeah. Don't know why. Because it makes you happy. Yeah. I mean, unless... You work at the Disney store and then you just want to <laughs> rip out your earballs. Yeah. yeah. Your earballs. That's a new one. Didn't know we had those. I enjoyed no. it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. Um, are you, do you classify yourself as a crazy cat lady? Um, no, maybe. 
Because <laughs> I, I, I did go into pet value the other day, and there was a cat, and it just immediately started purring against the little cage. And I was like, I want it. I did not get it. But um, I try not to classify myself as a cat lady, but I do enjoy cats. You have three. I do have three. Can you tell us about them? Yes. Um, so Sneakers is my OG. He's my main man. I've had him since 2009. Sneakers. Damn. Sneakers. Yeah, because he's little. He's gray with like the little white paws. So, <laughs> yes, he is a rescue. Uh, my stepbrother found him. Um, I think like underneath a chalet in Calabogie. And I guess the mother had passed away. So there was like these four kittens. And so we rescued them. And Sneakers was part of that litter. Um, So there was two girls, two boys. And we were going to um, keep the two boys. And then we gave away the two girls to friends. Um, But the little ginger one, like the runt of the litter, actually passed away. So it ended up just being Sneakers. So he is my main man. And I've had him forever. And then I impulsively got two kittens from the Humane Society just up the road here um, because I had moved into a home and I felt like Sneakers and I needed a little bit of young energy in our <laughs> life again. Uh, so, yeah, we got Moscow and Gimlet. They're named after Moscow Mule and then Gimlet, which is like the nice little cocktail drink because oh. I like cocktails. So That's really genius. Yeah. So I it's been that. good. I didn't want to adopt just the one. I figured like if Sneakers rejects them, then at least they have <laughs> each, you other. Know, each other. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much what happens. But Sneakers is now, they want to integrate Sneakers into the tribe. And Sneakers doesn't really like it as much, but uh, it's good. Because he's like an old man. He, he is an old wants, man. He's like, get these kids away from me. Basically. I get that. Yeah. Mine's like, I have like the opposite. Oh, no, I have the exact same issue. But like I had two beforehand. And then I just op- adopted a third. And she's seen some shit. So she's scared of everything. Oh, goodness. And she's starting to try to play with the other two. Yeah. And they're just kind of like, we're not sure about you. And I'm like, just let you like, let him sit with you. Like just be friends. Exactly. Be nice to each other. But yeah, other. so they're they're getting there. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I like cats. Me I too. would love to have a cat, but my dogs will kill it. Oh no. So that's a no for me. But one day. One day. And these dogs Maybe you can get the right cat that's more like yeah. a dog that will yeah. vibe with the dogs. I like if I bring a kid in, maybe they'll chill with it. No, they'll eat it. it. Yeah, he will. So tell me about growing up in Ottawa. Oh, well, I mean, I technically grew up in the suburbs in Canada. Oh, yeah. I'm a a Canada girl. Yeah. My friend grew up in Nepean. Oh, yes. Okay. Right next door. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was good. Um, Went to Catholic school. George Vanier, All Saints. Um, That's pretty much a very standard suburban life with friends and just, you know, going to the Centrum, where the Walmart is and the oh. AMC theater every Friday, which was a lot yeah, of fun. Man. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. That checks out. Not That's basically checks out, where yeah. we... St- I, I'm from Timmins, though. Okay, so like, yeah. We had a Walmart, but it was like on the outskirts of town. Of course. Yeah. Did you have a mall? Yeah, the Timmins Square. Oh. Did you hang out there? I worked there. Oh. Where? CD Plus. Oh, of course <laughs> <you> <laughs> Shocking. Honestly. And then you went, but you went to Carleton, so you stayed. Did you do yeah. that right after high school? Um, Was supposed to, actually. Oh. But I did not. I ended up having to take, like, a sort of mandatory gap year. Yeah. Why? So, okay. Um, 
basically with high school, I really wanted to go to Ryerson because okay. I wanted to do film and photography, but my parents were like, absolutely not because you're going to end up in like mountains of debt. There's no way. Just like if you're going to go to university, live at home. So that's sort of where Carlton came in. Uh, so I applied to do film studies and like online, you were supposed to accept your, op- like I was accepted and you're supposed to accept it. And I thought I went through the whole process of like accepting my offer and that I was good to go. And then I got an email from Carlton being like, oh, are you going to accept your offer? And I was like, oh, I thought I did. And then I, it was like way past the due date. So um, they said that they would um, maintain my offer, I guess, for a whole year. And so I had a gap year. Um, oh, my God. Like an unintentional. Yeah. Oh, no, I messed up. Yeah, exactly. So what I did was um, at the time I was a summer student for my mom's job. It's a company called Chipworks. They do like reverse semiconductor engineering. Um, they've since been bought out by a company called Tech Insights, I think. Anyway, so I, I worked in like marketing and I was like helping them organize all of their files and stuff. And then I got a job and they extended my contract actually because of this new information. So yeah. I got my contract extended till the end of October. And then I got a job at um, Freeform Fitness. It's like a personal training place as yeah. their receptionist. So that was kind of my gap year job. Um, I decided, hell no, I'm not sticking in the city for a whole year. I was very involved with Girl Guides. So I found a way to travel for three months on like very cheap. So I went to Switzerland for three months for Girl Guides at our chalet. Love. Okay, because I love, I grew up Girl Guides. Like this was like my jam. I was like Pathfinders. Like, oh yeah, I did all of it. All of it? Did you do like the Rangers and all? Like, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm a girl. Guide. I don't know anything about girl guides. I'm like fangirling so hard. Oh, yeah. I'm like you were like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was a spark, and then I did one year of brownies, and I was like, I hate brownies, so I quit. And then um, it wasn't until like third year guides era that like someone encouraged me to get back in. So mm-hmm. then I was a third year guide, and then I did uh, I think three years of Pathfinders. Mm-hmm. And then I think I took a year off and then I went back as a like junior leader, which I think they scrapped all that. So it's just Rangers now. Yeah. And then I became a leader after that. So, you know, even during my gap year, I became a brownie leader for a little while before I went to Switzerland. So I've done all of that. This is so wholesome. Yeah. I know. Isn't that cool? I sometimes forget that that was sort of like, that's like a side story to my life was that I was very involved with Girl Guides for a long time. I don't think I've ever met anyone like besides you. Yeah. So like, what did you do in Switzerland? Um, Yeah. So I I applied to be like a spring volunteer at Uh our chalet. And the reason why I picked our chalet. So if you don't know about Girl Guides, there's like four world centers. There's our chalet in Switzerland, our cabana in Mexico. They have Pax Lodge in England. And then they have... Sangam, which is in India. I picked Switzerland because chocolate and cheese, and it was also the very first World Center ever built. Um, So yeah, I was a spring volunteer. So basically, I just worked. It's like hostel type of stuff. Um, Cooking, cleaning, uh, swapping the beds, and then you get two days off a week as well. So, you know, free room and board, and then you get to hang out in Switzerland for three months. And what I really liked about it, too, is, you know, you get to meet people from around the world. So um, when I was there, um, we had a volunteer from South Korea, Sweden, and two came from England. So that was pretty fun. That's so cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, like, hung out in Switzerland. 
Uh, also, like, found the love of my life there. I fell in love in Switzerland. Really? Was, yeah, yeah, I did. It was great. Um, he was a scout from the other center across the mountain <laughs> at Kandersteg. Oh Is this a romantic like, Is this movie? a Disney movie? It's like a Hallmark yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. It was pretty wild. Where, so. And where was he from? Uh, Scotland. Oh, so he oh, had an accent. God. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I fell for was yeah, the accent. Oh, just talk And to the kilt. Me. Like... Yeah. Yeah. That just give okay. me give me the cows. And then you guys dated while you were there? Sort of. Like we didn't really see each other that often, but it turns out that he had a friend in Syracuse okay. uh, that he was going to visit at the end of the year. Oh. Which I thought was like, oh my gosh, this is divine timing. Like Syracuse is only like three hours from Ottawa. So uh yeah, that's sort of how that all happened. So he ended up like once I left and went home, he ended up visiting uh, his friend in Syracuse, so I went out and picked him up, and then we spent uh, some time together. So I, like, missed Frosh. So when I went to university, I missed my Frosh week because I was too busy hanging out with the Scottish guy. I mean, that's Fair a reason pretty great miss, reason. Miss yeah. So. I think Frosh week's overrated, so. Yeah. Good it was choice. Fun. Yeah. It was great. I mean, what a way to start. Like, and then did it last longer, or was it, like, a, a whirlwind? I think we got a year in, like, long distance. So, like, I visited Scotland over the holidays, and oh. then he came back to Canada for, like, a month the following summer. But then after that, we were like, oh, this is this is too much. It's, like, 3,000 like miles away. 18. Yeah, yeah, we were, like, super young, so... Um, yeah, it didn't it didn't work out? But but like, what a great story. fun relationship! Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a great story. Like I it, I think it really defined him and I quite a bit. Like as we grew up too, just like from you know the emotions and everything. Yeah. So it was yeah, I value that experience. It was good. what a fun like. It was he like your first love? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, what a real. fun first like good for first real first love. love. Yeah, and we still talk actually. Yeah. So that's, my that's first good. love was not that wholesome. Oh no. Oh, he was a coke addict. He oh went to no! My <laughs> Fun fact. That's yeah. that's really unfortunate. He got kicked out in May, my graduating year. Oh my goodness! And I was like, I feel like this may not be healthy. Mine had a mohawk, and my mom was very mad about it. Oh goodness, not a mohawk. <laughs> I mean, there was probably it's other too reasons. Edgy. Uh, I'm yeah, very edgy. <laughs> wait, wait, was it a colored mohawk or just like a regular? No, it was just like, well, I mean, he dyed his hair black, so. Oh, okay, black mohawk. It was a black mohawk. Cool. But I get why she didn't like him. Like, coming from the other side as a parent now, I'd be horrified if my daughter came home with <laughs> oh, someone Oh, yeah, I who, get why my parents were like. Not mm. that it, he, it wasn't about what he looked like, it was how he was as a person. <laughs> yep. Just to clear that up. Yeah. That's I get why I'm it. like, hey, that's so wholesome. I'm loving this story. It's so nice. Yeah. That's, like, really cute. I'm. <laughs> She's gonna cry. No, um, I mean, probably, but. You know what I love? What? A pandemic business. Same! Designs by Alexis Rose bloomed into existence in February of 2020 after Alexis closed her family's small town floral shop in Beaverton, Ontario. She knew she wanted to continue with her passion of being a floral designer and also be able to stay home with her then two year old daughter. After moving to Quinty with her supportive partner, Alexis has truly blossomed her business. With nearly a decade of experience, she began her journey with funeral and sympathy flowers to help bring something beautiful to those experiencing some of their darkest moments. 
moment. She also loves to create bespoke florals for weddings, local markets, workshops, monthly flower subscriptions, eucalyptus shower bundles, and so much more. Alexis is currently booking 2024 weddings, and you can pick up her stunning dried florals at Your Creative Junction and the Cookie Jar in Belleville. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram at Designs by Alexis Rose. I'm Dr. Maria Coward of Dr. Coward & Associates, and welcome to iFacts in Focus. Did you know it's important to get regular eye exams, even if you have great vision? Eye conditions like glaucoma and macular degeneration often have no symptoms in their early stages, but can still cause vision loss down the road. Eye exams help catch these conditions sooner, which can improve your vision in the long run. At our clinics, we offer the OCT scan, which takes 3D images of your retina and helps your eye doctor detect eye disease. Visit our website, drbrucecoward.ca, to book an eye exam with OCT, and be sure to follow me on social media at Dr. Maria Coward for more eye tips and tricks. The Family Dental Center is making going to the dentist convenient and stress-free. FDC is always accepting new patients and offers a variety of quality dental services, including routine dental hygiene, restorative, oral surgery, crowns, Invisalign, and more. There are no more excuses to avoid the dentist. <laughs> AKA me. <laughs> FDC has convenient hours, can direct bill to insurance companies, offers a 10% discount for seniors and military members, plus has emergency appointments available. Make sure to stay up to date on all things Family Dental Center by liking them on Facebook at Family Dental Center and following them on Instagram at FDC Family. We're serious. Like, go now, scroll down to our show notes and tap the link and follow them. We will wait. Okay, now go book your appointment online at FamilyDentalCenter.com. You took, what did you take at Ottawa? Philosophy and yeah. history? And history. Well, so, okay, I went in for film studies, as I mentioned, but yeah. um, I failed film studies. <laughs> what? I don't know. How? I don't know. You're so talented. Right. We all have flaws, okay? We all have flaws. I am not good at film studies, I guess, because the reason why I wanted Ryerson is because it's a college-turned university, so I I figured there was going to be a lot more Mm hands-on. You go to Carleton, it's all theory. I'm like, I'm not a theory girl, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, So, basically, I did okay. I was getting, like, C's or whatever. Also, first year, like you always get C's. Yeah, you always get C's. C's get degrees, baby. Yeah. So, oh, that's what we all, yeah. Like when you're studying and crying, we'll all just, we would just look at each other and be like, just remember, C's get degrees. Exactly. As long as you pass. As long as you pass. I failed the exam so miserably that I contacted my professor. I was like, what did I do wrong? And he was like, Quebec cinema, like you just tanked it. I studied so hard for this. And then um, he just, he gave me a D minus as a passing, like, Oh. He's like, I'm so sorry that you failed so hard. I will let you pass my class. But then you left film studies. Yeah. And then I was like, mm, no, film studies is not for me. Um, but, you know, in high school, I enjoyed history class. So I was taking some history courses. And so I just like completely jumped ship into history. Did really well, actually. And then... Um, I started taking philosophy because I realized the kind of history I was studying was intellectual history. So I'm very fond of the Enlightenment and like just the history of thought and how we think and that sort of thing. I so, didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Actually, one of my professors kind of pointed it out to me one day. I was taking a course in the Enlightenment, and he's like, "Diana, I think 
um, you know, your niche for history is like intellectual history. So that's where the philosophy kind of came in. So I started taking more philosophy courses and then, yeah, history and philosophy. That's fascinating. Yeah. Could you ever do anything with just a history and philosophy degree? Or do you need to get something after that? Um, everyone was like, what are you going to do, teach? And I was like, hell no. Yeah, I do I not like want to teach. The stereotype of like <laughs> those courses. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, no, I don't want to teach. So then that's where museum studies came in. Um, in my fourth year, I was doing a documentary instead of like a thesis, which was really cool because then I got my film that's, side. Yeah. Very cool. That's so cool. Um, do you still have it? I don't know where it went. If I don't we think find I it. If you find it, yes, it's on um, Igor Guzenko. Uh, he was like a Russian cipher clerk that defected, um, and actually, the Cold War started in Ottawa. So that's sort of like the whole premise of the documentary. That's incredible. Yeah, I love um, history. So it's, like... it's fun. Yeah, no, I didn't even know um, that it had started basically in Ottawa because he was living yeah. in Ottawa, and um, so that's sort of what the whole documentary is about. Is about that's him so and cool. the defection and how the Cold War started, so. Oh my God. That's new information to me. Yeah, but that meant I was digging through archives a lot yeah. and like going behind the scenes at like, um, you know, the Diefen Bunker yeah. at mm -hmm. Carp, and so that's sort of where the museum element came in, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do museum studies. This seems cool, doing all the behind the scenes stuff, and um, so then I was like, Algonquin, because then I can still live at home. <laughs> It's all about living at home right? as long as humanly possible. That saved me a ton of money. Honestly, like, hate to give it to my parents for that one, but they did save me from, like, a mountain load of debt. And I did work entirely throughout university as well, so I was a server bartender. Um, so I was able to pay down as much as I could when I could. So um, That's awesome. Me working a lot is, is a common it. theme. Yeah, I was like, so you always do this. Yeah. Multiple things yeah anyway sorry that brain fart yep. edit that out <laughs> what why was it a brain fart because i had something like i in my brain it made sense i was like okay yeah you're always doing multiple things all yeah. at the same time yeah and then the words had a hard time getting out of my yeah. mouth happens it does happen it's really smoky out today so it I think that's it's like smoke fog and brain fog all at once yeah that and i'm just tired I also didn't know that museum studies was a thing until we were at the Quinney Museum and the two, I forget, I'm so bad with names, the two lovely ladies. Oh, yes. Madeline and Michaela. Madeline and Michaela. They both Ms. took Frizzle. it, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I didn't know this was a thing that people did. Yeah. like Fle They went to Fleming. So they yeah. did, um, Fleming offers museum management and curatorship, but they also do museum conservation as well. So there's two different programs that they That's offer. Cool. Yeah, that's very very cool. Again, didn't didn't know these were things. And then, what made you want to go get your master's of library? <laughs> um, I guess just to pad, to pad everything. I don't know. I'm I'm like weirdly ambitious that way. Do you just like school? I think yeah. Part of it was maybe a fear of like entering the workforce because getting into museums can be very difficult. It's a very hard market to break into, especially in Ottawa. If you're not bilingual, like you can kiss your ass goodbye to Are like you all of the <laughs> no. You would think I, grew I was gonna up. say that's shocking. Okay, I, I don't know why I'm not bilingual. Like, in kindergarten, I did one day of English, one day of French, and, like, you know, I was in extended French the entire time. If so you're I don't drunk, know. can you speak French? 
Um, if I'm around French-speaking people for long enough, my brain starts thinking back into French. And, for example, like if I'm counting, sometimes I'll actually count in my head in French instead of oh. um, English right away. So, like, there's, like, those weird things in my brain or, like, you know, looking at nouns, for example, like, um, I don't know, like a pig or a horse. I think of, like, cheval or, or cochon. Like, I just, <laughs> I don't know. It's That's so but I'm not bilingual, so... Every time I see grapefruit, I'm like, pamplemousse. Yeah, exactly. J'aime les pamplemousse. They tried to take me out of French class because I could not read English very well. And I said, no, I'm not going into ESL because that's not... I speak English. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't read very well. <laughs> so I don't, I don't count in French ever in my brain. Have you ever seen that video of that guy? He's like a New Yorker and he's just driving and his friend is filming him. And he's like, have you ever tried counting in French and like how it just makes no sense? Like they're just making up words. They're like, OK, it's like 70 dis. Yeah. And it's like, that's 70. They're like, it's literally just 60, 70. Yeah. yeah. Or it's 60, math. 10. It's 60, math. 10. It's literally they're like, math. OK, so then it's like they're like, now it's like they're, you're, you're adding math into numbers. And it's like so you're literally confusing. just trying to say numbers, but it's math. It but I know confusing. English doesn't make sense either. Like when people are trying to learn English, like our rules don't. We have None of it minimal makes rules. Any sense. So. Anyways, sorry for the yeah, no, I like my part. I like French counting. Yeah. Oh, did I mention I did try doing linguistics in university and also failed miserably at that? So wait, what? Oh yeah. What? What kind of like? So what? Just like linguistics and like you know when we're talking about rules and languages and that sort of thing. Yeah. Just like I could not get on that vibe. I could not figure it out. I'm like I just know English and sort of know a little French, but that that's it. Like I don't need to know about all the extras and why we are the way that we are. No. And we speak the way that we speak. I would love that. I was when I was in Toronto on the weekend. I was at Winners and the. My cashier was telling me how she just came from San Francisco and she moved to Toronto. And I was like, oh, how do you like it? And she's like, good. But I'm really trying not to start saying A. And I was like, I don't think, I think we just do that. I don't think you learn it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it was just one of those things. Yeah. And I like know. spelling everything with U's. Yeah. That like flavor. me. But yes. I hate when my phone autocorrects and then just uses just the O. Yeah. I'm like, no, weird. you can, means, you can I need my U. That. You can change that in your settings. Oh, well, that that takes effort. It's in your language settings. You have to just set it to, like, I think it's, like, UK English or something. Yeah, probably. Okay, well, I'll have to do that now. So did you go, you finished at Algonquin, and then did you go right into, like, try and get right into the workforce, or did you do your master's right away? Um, I tried to get into the workforce and tried to get into my master's right away. So um, with the Algonquin program, um, I was dating a military guy who was posted at CFB Trenton, of course. Um, and so I was supposed to do an internship with Library and Archives Canada. But for some reason, I don't know, the internship fell at the last minute. So I needed a place to go. Uh, so I reached out to the National Air Force Museum oh. um, in Trenton. And so they accepted me. So I was already in Trenton at the time, so I was trying to find work around here, and then I managed to get a job at the Museum of Healthcare at Kingston. So right out of the gate, I got really lucky, Mm -hmm. got a job over there, um, was not making a lot of money, and the job was very difficult, Um, but that was sort of my breakthrough. What was the, like, what do you do at a healthcare museum? I was the communications and finance coordinator, and I really only lasted nine months in the role because I found it I was just overworked and underpaid, and um, you that's know. like two jobs. Yeah, it really it was. It was a lot of work. 
I don't know. It just wasn't my my main thing. But I did learn a lot. Like I learned a lot about how nonprofits are run. Um, you know how the finances are done. Um, how they manage their uh, like museum members, how they manage their like donating clients, that sort of thing. So it was a very valuable experience, and the people there were were really quite lovely. Um, but long term, I was like, I can't, I can't be here. I was only making twenty nine thousand a year. You can't live on that. No. Like I even got like because I didn't want to have to commute from Trenton. Uh, my partner and I at the time had like found an apartment in Kingston, a really really good deal. Um, but like on twenty nine thousand plus doing university, I was in obviously a huge deficit every month, and I couldn't really make that up. So again, like the stress of everything and not fully enjoying the job itself, I nine months and I was like I don't know what's going to happen next um, but I need out and I'm going to figure it out so uh, and then I moved back to Trenton and then I became a gallery assistant at the Art Gallery of Northumberland for a little while oh that's cool that's cool yeah so what do you do there um oh gosh I was only there for about four months because then I got the job at Research Casting International. Okay, well, let's oh. skip to that. Yeah, so oh, well, what I will say is that um, I think, I don't know, I just like help ladies like plan events and stuff at the oh, art gallery. It was fun. really nice, yeah. and they had some really cool, um, if, you've, if you've never been, um, in their gift shop, some really nice pottery. I love pottery. Yeah, so. Love pottery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did enjoy my time there, actually. It was great. But then, yes, I got um, a job at Research Casting International where I did fossil preparation. This is cool. You've told us about this. Tell us more yes. right now. Yes. Um, so cool. Yeah. I um, was essentially hired in 2016 to work on the Smithsonian Deep Time Project. So, so they had cool. like, I don't know, like 60, maybe a little more than 60 specimens that they, it was like a refurb project. So they basically took everything out of their hall, mm-hmm. uh, shipped it over to Trenton. And then we were just like refurbishing everything, putting new mounts, taking out like old armatures. Like some of this stuff was built in the 1800s or like mid-century. So like a lot of like old rusty metal and uh, plaster and that sort of thing. So we like took it all out, cleaned everything, make them look shiny and new again, and then installed them over at the Smithsonian. So that was like the big project. So you went to the Smithsonian to install this? Once, yeah. That is so cool. Like they they would take teams, like we would take turns going back and forth. Um, So yeah, it was a pretty long term there. I was there for two years, eight months uh, before I moved back to Ottawa for a little while. So what is research? Okay, this place in Trenton, what's it called? Research Casting International. And what do they do? Um, So they provide museum technical services to museums around the world. And they're Um, in Trenton of all places. They're in Trenton, yeah. And they do, like, you know, stuff all over the world. Like, I know that they were just recently in Japan um, dropping off Zool, um, which is, like, a new species of Ankylosaurus. There was, like, this really nice skin impression um, that they prepared. I worked on it as well. It was really cool. Very fun experience. So It's wild that this isn't, like, more known in our community. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They've been there since 2008, by the way. They've been, like, rocking out building like dinosaurs just, on the Bay of Quinney for Like, I've always heard years. of it, but I didn't really know what they did. And then you started telling us, like, the fossil preparation you did. And I was like, this is happening here? Yeah. I only knew this because I dated a guy whose father lived or works there. Or worked there, works there. I don't know. Yeah. But we're going to edit that right. Fine. Actually, we can, we can leave that in. Okay. It was a long Ooh. time ago. It's fine. Be Exciting. Fine. Yeah. Exciting. No, he was I, very he was very nice. He was very respectful. Like the, it, we didn't I don't think we didn't end on bad terms. Like well, it was that's very good. good. And then so you were there and then you went back to Ottawa. 
Yeah, because of course my partner and I we got posted. So, um, but Ottawa, oh. of course, is my hometown. So for mm-hmm. us, at the time, it w- it was like, oh, great! Like we're going to be closer to family and stuff. Um, so yeah, I was really sad to leave that job. Um, I w- would never really leave it voluntarily like mm-hmm. that, but it is what it is. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, and I was in Ottawa for like three years during the pandemic. We moved in 2019, and then, you know. Everything just kind of went down downhill, downhill from there. <laughs> Go a little bit downhill during the pandemic. Yeah. Oh my god! I think a lot of people went downhill during the pandemic. Yeah, I it, certainly did. It was yeah. It was an experience because like I go to Ottawa. I like live twelve minutes from my parents' house. Did I see my parents? Nope. Oh, and then my dad. Okay, so my dad got cancer during the pandemic um colon cancer so i couldn't even be there with him for any of it so that was also kind of difficult it's okay he's okay now just so you know like everything is fine it was like all successful (laughs) it it is um but no he was really strong and so far we're in the clear so everything is fine i was about to be like oh god it went really downhill No, no, no. Um, that's actually like a really um, good story. Also, while we we're in the pandemic, um, my now ex's uh, father suffered a major heart attack um, as well. So, and then again, we couldn't be, be with yeah. him yeah. in the hospital or anything. Oh so that God. again, that was really challenging. But um, luckily, he is a family physician, so he knew right he knew. away when he was having a heart oh, attack, good. and that saved his life. Oh wow! Um, yeah. Which is why we also need to educate everybody about the signs of a heart attack. Yeah, yeah clearly. He, was, he told me, um, I guess he was on the t- toilet when this all happened. And um, he basically said, like, when you feel it, you basically have to strain, like, as if you're taking a giant shit. And it, it'll help. And so he was able to, like... Oh, like, you just have to, like, Yeah, you just tense have to, yeah, tense your body. Because he knew exactly what was going on. I'm never going to have a heart God. attack because I'm always tense. Yeah, so, and then managed to get help in time. And, and he... <laughs> was successful in in recovery so wow well, okay hats off to that guy because yeah. he is he's incredible so that's so cool yeah so that also happened yeah. during pandemic welcome to pandemic i had a baby oh well congratulations i mean he's a sweet baby he angel. is yeah. a sweet baby angel i was on a farm i don't not on the farm anymore yeah so <laughs> i mean yeah. yeah i still have a baby like of course. <laughs> Just, uh, don't brag <laughs> Yeah, the, the baby is still with you. It's good. <laughs> yes, he's still with me. He's excellent. Sweet. Super cute. Oh boy. Okay. Oh, sorry. I, w- I would like to see pictures. Oh, oh of my baby. Yeah, he's Fuck angelic. Yeah. Like oh, cute. Hold on. Pause for a picture moment. Yeah, we're pausing. Hold on. Oh, he is cute. Oh, he's very, very cute. What a sweetheart. He's starting to talk now, too. Yeah. Like, really have conversations. It's so funny. Oh, that's awesome. Like, he says goodnight to everybody. Like, before Aww. we go to bed, he'll say goodnight. But it's like, it's not just like saying goodnight to like mom and dad and like Kate, like his older sister and like the cats and all that. So it's like, goodnight, PlayStation. <sighs> goodnight, Shadows. Goodnight, oh. Window. Aw, that's adorable. Good night, Isabel from Animal Crossing. (laughs) And then he falls asleep to the music from the museum in Animal Crossing. Nice. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen the museum in Animal Crossing. No, I have not. It's mind-blowing. 
Ooh. Like, and I'm not saying this in a way, like, I just, okay, I really love Animal Crossing because it saved me during the pandemic, but it's genuinely, like, super educational for kids. And they have, like, uh, a whole dinosaur section, and they have a whole oh, nice. aquarium. This really ties into the episode. Yeah, I was going to say. That's what I'm saying. I'm, th- yeah. it all, this all relates. Yeah. So, and you have to, like, dig the fossils and go have them assessed by the little owl museum curator. <laughs> oh, cool. You're the owl, maybe. Yeah. Like, that's your role. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I have to get Animal Crossing now yeah. and check it out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You, uh, highly, highly recommend. All right. But so I guess you weren't working because museums were not open during the, the pan- no. So my story, when we moved to Ottawa, I took a contract doing paintings conservation. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So my first contract was on Parliament Hill in Center Block. Uh, we were removing the eight World War One paintings from the Senate chamber. So that was that's, that was a really cool experience, actually. Seemed like that's so stressful. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny, one of the reasons I think I got hired, um, aside from my amazing, impeccable resume, um, was that I already had secret clearance from like a long time ago. Oh. I managed to get this. Anyways, and we kind of needed clearance, um, just a reliability check, just to be on site. Um, it didn't, I guess because I already had a, a level of clearance, my clearance didn't show up until the very last day that we were done. So the whole time I was there, I had to be escorted by um, like security if I wanted to use the washroom or anything because like my security didn't check out. I don't really know how that works. Anyways, yeah. I thought that that was really comical by the last day I got the email yeah. from, from the lady in our office being like, hey, I guess just you know your clearance finally checked out. I'm like, great. Well, we're just like hauling this last painting out to go over to the war museum. So, so I'm great. So now I can pee by myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I was. it was definitely a really cool experience. Um, and then after that, I took a contract with CRKN, which is the Canadian Research Knowledge Network, and I became their digital services intern. So thankfully for my master's degree, I actually qualified for a Young Canada Works program. So I was able to do this oh. internship. Um, and with them, I was basically like an administrative liaison for Datacite Canada, which essentially mints like DOIs for articles and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were basically integrating Datacite Canada into the program so like I did that and then my contract actually ended um like a week or two after the pandemic began um and so I qualified for like CERB and EI like right off the hop so at that point you know I wasn't gonna put pressure on myself to try to find employment right away during a pandemic so (laughs) I like was able to take time I feel like you needed it yeah Uh, yeah um so like I know the pandemic has been awful for a lot of people, and so I'm going to, like, state that I acknowledge my privilege and my great luck with this one. But, like, the pandemic for me, from, like, a personal, like, healing, growing perspective, it was very good for me. Because I, it was, like, the first time since, like, the age of 12 where I wasn't working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Were you in school or were you actually just like... I was done, done. So you really just got to work on you. Yeah. And like at the time I had been experimenting with the wedding photography. So um, that was sort of my opportunity to really just put my time. Because like honestly you had to do something during all of that time off. And that's what I decided to pour my passion into was photography. And it really, it worked out. So It did because you're 
very good. You are really Thanks. good. Thanks. I was looking at it before the, well, preparing for this interview, but it makes me happy. Yeah. It's like your creative outlet. It is. It, it really has become um, a great creative outlet. And it's a really nice way to meet people and just kind of enjoy and celebrate, you know, one of the most mm-hmm. important days of their life. I don't know. I, I'm very empathic that way. I, I like feeling people's emotions. I like being there for people and I like to capture memories for people because I think that that's really important. Obviously, like I got a degree in history and that sort of thing. Like Mm -hmm. I I understand the importance of preserving memories. So um, that's why I think photography is a really great creative outlet for me. It all really makes sense. Yeah, It makes makes perfect sense. sense that all of these, you love all of these things. Yeah. So it's, it's been good. And I also got to spend a lot of time off the grid during the pandemic as well. Um, So like, Years prior, my ex and I had purchased nine acres on the Salmon River. Um, yeah, we got really lucky with this property. Um, and so we had been slowly building it since 2017. And by the time the pandemic rolled around, we were able to get satellite internet installed. And we had solar panels. And wow. we had like a whole like fully functioning. We called it our living room in the woods. But we had like running water. We had a composting toilet, um, internet, TV. Like you didn't need much else. So, you know, on the days that we were able to take off to the cottage, like we were off the grid and we were just enjoying the pandemic building gardens, building um, the rest of the cottage up, that sort of thing. So again, like I got to work on photography and then I got to um, frolic in the woods. It was very healing. That's very healing. That sounds like so lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I got so lucky. Like I... Like, I acknowledge um, how lucky and and privileged this time in my life was. And I think it was really important that kind of, um, I don't know, it set me on like an entirely new trajectory. Because if you Mm -hmm. had told me like three years ago that I would be living here again and like essentially doing a similar job, I would be like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm going to be a photographer. Yeah, I'm going to be. Yeah. But you still do wedding like you're I still do, yeah. doing it right yeah yes I have like had to chill hard on the amount of weddings and um jobs that I take on with that but I still do it because I don't think I could ever really stop well it's like one of those things it's like if you stop it's like I might go crazy yeah 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 it's like, it's you, like the you creativity need to have yeah that mm-hmm. outlet yeah because I find whenever I stop doing creative things is when I get like like just anxious and like sad and I start ruminating and I don't like the rumination feelings I need to always have like that creative outlet yeah Yeah. exactly I think I need to start crafting again it helps yeah I'm ruminating (laughs) it helps um and then how did you end up back here (laughs) okay so um (laughs) the year is 2021 (laughs) um set it up yeah I don't know that that year in particular was was a lot so like um I think my ex and I were both feeling that we were coming to the end of our relationship. And meanwhile, while I was like, you know, off the grid in in the woods, I was trying to find, um, I don't know, I was trying to get back into the relationship or whatever. And, and by the time I was like coming to a point of acceptance, like this will be my partner, you know, I love him very much. He was sort of, that's when I felt him really kind of backing away. Um, and so we talked a lot about it and essentially by the time October rolled around there, 
he decided that this wasn't for him. And mm-hmm. uh, and then I was like, well, I guess if it's not for you, it's not for me. And so we we ended it quite amicably. Um, but again, we, we were living in Ottawa at the time. And I was like, holy shit. I'm like, I haven't had a job really. Like photography, yes, but it doesn't pay all the bills yet. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what am I going to do? And actually, this is funny. Uh, months prior to this, him and I were driving up to the cottage. And I remember looking over at him and I said, hey, this is going to sound really weird, but I feel like there is a return to RCI, Research Casting International. Like, I feel it coming up. And he was like, yeah, yeah that, that is a little weird. And then, you know, fast forward months later, uh, you know, we separated and I was like, oh, shit, I don't know what to do. Um, but the first thing I thought about was like RCI, like that place was community to me. I really, really love that job. Um, and I didn't think of any better way to get back on my feet again by returning there and, and taking on my job. So within 48 hours of like the hard separation, I had already sent an email out to them and they accepted me open arms. Uh, I like, I literally cried. I was, I could not believe it in a, in a moment where I really needed, um, help essentially. And I, I needed somewhere to go. They were like, no issues. Come back. It's fine. And uh, so that's sort of what put me on this path. Um, I went on my own. I drove all the way over here to find apartments. It was, okay, so it was a full moon that day, of course. I saw three apartments, and there was one that I really liked in Brighton. And then on my way home, I got into a car accident. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah. Some guy hit my um, passenger's side door. He didn't see me um, coming up. And so I had to go through this whole accident coming home. Like I just, you know, I'm going through a separation. My entire life is blowing up. I just found the apartment I'm going to live in. And then I get into this accident on a full moon. And then I found out, um, yeah, that essentially like... Honestly, my ex had lied to me about uh, something that evening. So it, it was like this whole like realization that like my entire life is is changing now. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was wild. That's it like felt like it was meant to be yeah. like no one got hurt, thankfully. But it was just like one of those moments where like he wasn't fully honest uh, with me about something. I got into this accident that mm. that actually like made me figure out the whole scenario. Oh. And then I, I came back and um after that, I was like, it like cut the ties for mm-hmm. me entirely and just like put me on a new path to just move forward for myself. And uh, it's like one of those things, it's like, okay, like maybe this was a good thing. Yeah, no, yeah. And like, it happens for a reason. Bad, but also like glad, not, like if nobody got hurt, but like it's yeah. like one of those things, it's like, okay, so this is the universe telling you, like, you need to go this way. Yeah, exactly. So I took it as a blessing in a way. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then he helped me move, like, quite honestly, like, we have a really good relationship moving forward. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he helped me move, get into my new place, and then I was able to just relax. I took a week and a bit before I returned to work so I can get settled. And then um, I made sure that uh, RSCI didn't tell any of the employees that I was coming back so I could surprise everyone. Oh. And, boy, did I surprise people. So that was very exciting for me. Um, yeah, and then... Then I worked there for a few months, well, nine months, and then I got the job at the museum. Which is technically, it's connected, right? Um, the, well, the museum is its own nonprofit entity. Okay. So it is technically its own thing, mm-hmm. um, but RCI is the major partner. They're basically the reason why the museum exists in the first place. Um, 
Peter, the president of the company, it's essentially been sort of a dream of his to give back to the community and to create a state-of-the-art museum that features dinosaurs because that's what his company is mm-hmm. can provide. Um, so cool. It is really cool. And I have actually known about this museum project since I started working there back in 2016. And wow. I used to make jokes with my colleagues in the lab being like, oh, they're building a museum. Like, I want to be involved. Like, I can be the director. Because <laughs> I know when they were hiring their first director, I was like, I want to be the director. Um, well, you know. Surprise, surprise. Surprise. I'm the director. Yeah. So that was... Um, very interesting and and fun. So, yeah, I did fossil prep for a little while and then um, managed to get into the office at RCI. And then that's sort of where the museum component came in because they were about to open up the doors in March of 2022. And so it's so new. It's yeah, it's new. I didn't realize that. Like in terms of being open to the public. Yeah, yeah. it only opened last March. That's embarrassing on my part. <laughs> I should have known that. Yeah. Here's the thing. I was like, it's either new or it's either been here a really long time, and I had no idea about it. No, it's okay. brand new. Okay, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> brand new. So it's all good. Yeah, yeah. we got there. It's okay. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, so I don't know. They, they got me involved. I, I helped open up the museum, um, make sure that the doors were open. Because um, at the time, the museum only had one employee, which was their executive director. So that's a lot to undertake to open up doors. So RCI was really um, doing a lot of it to, to get the doors open. Um Shortly after the doors opened, the executive director did resign from his position. He uh, took up um, another amazing opportunity in Nova Scotia, but that Mm -hmm. meant that the position was wide open uh, for a little while. And so being from RCI's side, like I was just doing what I could to make sure that the museum was still functional and running while they didn't have an executive director. And some time passed and it never really occurred to me that I could apply to that job. You didn't think you had the qualification? No. I mean, in theory, like, stacked. I know, but like, in terms of senior leadership, I don't necessarily, like, I didn't have that on my resume. So I was like, ah, whatever. Like, they're not going to, it's not a thing. Um, But then by the time, like, end of May came around, I'm like, I still don't have anybody. And, you know, I'm kind of doing it already a little bit. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to shoot my shot. And um, I asked for Peter's blessing, of course, because, like, to me, I'm not going to go behind his back and be like, yo, see, I'm, I'm with the museum now. Um, so I asked for, for Peter's blessing, and, uh, you know, he was okay with it. I applied to the job. They interviewed me, and they're like, yeah, you can, you can have it. And I was like, Great. oh, this is incredible. <laughs> like, I go from... You know, living in the woods one year to uh, running a whole startup museum the next year. So again, like with the car accident and everything and like coming back here and just the way that the the separation kind of lined up, like it was all kind of meant to be. And so um, things just kind of fall into place. Yeah. How they're supposed Even to. Even when you feel like things are exploding. That's the thing is sometimes it's, you know, like everything is chaos. Yeah. And you're like, what? How am I going to get through this? And then... You just kind of let things happen. Yep. And then, you know, shoot your shots where you got to. That's the one thing I think I've learned is just always just shoot a shot. Because what's the worst that could happen? They're going to say no. Like, yeah. And and then then what? Like, your pride will hurt a little bit, but like, it's just a no. So. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned through the pandemic. Shoot your shot. Just shoot your shot. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been like full sending it at this point. (laughs) 
um, you know, one of the things my my ex used to say, and he's actually very proud of me, by the way. Um, but he would be like, as he should be, Deanna, yeah. just be yourself. Like, stop. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, okay. So I've um, gone full Deanna out here, and I uh, love full Deanna. This is this is the result of that. I'm Honestly, so happy we sat at the same table as you at Brazen. Yeah. I <laughs> I, Our table I think I was like unhinged. unpacking like hard trauma to you guys so like funny. right off the hop when they were talking about like owning your story and then I just like send like slide oh, yeah, over you, my paper. I was like, <laughs> I know because they were talking. They're I like, okay. just remembered what that paper said. Yeah, like and it's just like you're you're sitting there. And she's like, OK, like, you know, they were talking about, yeah, owning your story. And I'm just kind of like, ha. Huh. As soon as I turned, I was like, we about to trauma dump. And I think other tables were being, but like our table was unhinged. We were all just like, what are your issues? Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, I don't want to talk about this. But then you did. And then everyone else did. did, And I was like, okay. Oh yeah. This is a safe zone. Yeah. Yeah, Like I want to know your deepest, darkest, like trauma secrets. Like I'm. Yeah, skip the small talk. So yeah, no, exactly. No, I was like, yeah, I, I was like, I'm here to be real. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not gonna just be like, oh, you know. And I'm like, no, our table like got real, real. I I think that we created a little bond there. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so I'm like, no, we can't let you go. Like yeah. you're our friend forever. <laughs> yeah, we're best friends now. And now I'm here. Yay. Yeah, it falls. I love it. Falls. We've said that way too many times. Yeah, we do need to go get tacos. Oh yeah, tacos. Yeah. I love tacos and a margarita and a margarita. I so. Love- Chilean goes, we're coming for you. Yeah. I really enjoy their spicy jalapeno margarita. I need to try it. I always just go like basic. I've never never had a margarita. Go spicy. Ever. They're really good. What? (laughs) What? I've never had a margarita. I've only had the non alcoholic for everything. (laughs) Oh. I've only, yeah, I've only had the finalies. They're good. I do. I've been drinking them lately. What do you like that? Yeah, I kind of like them. Um, that was a good day. I'm happy we met you. And then we got to see you again. We got to come to the museum because the Quinny West Chamber did an event yeah. there. Yeah. And you gave us like a private tour. I was like, pays off to know people. It does. <laughs> yeah. It was honestly, I think that was like so cool because it was like you were like in your element. And I was kind of like, whoa. Yeah. I, I think that's my favorite thing is like seeing people like in their zone, like talking about like what they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And you were just like in it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. You're so like you, listening to you talk about it was so cool because you were just rhyming things off and you were you could tell you were really into it. Oh, thank God. Okay, good. Yeah. It's working. It's working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was like, yeah. No, I just yeah. Sorry. We yeah. we like when people are passionate about what they're doing. Yeah, I will say I'm I'm actually very passionate about this role. I've never really um, had a job. Well, fossil preparation was one thing, but I've never really had a job in this kind of capacity that I've I've really enjoyed like I can really see myself bringing this whole museum state of the art museum to life Um, because yeah I think this town definitely deserves a museum and uh, you know there's something so cool about dinosaurs and natural history it's like it's quite the it's quite the thing and then when you see it it's like whoa yeah yeah it's so cool oh I love dinosaurs so I was so happy the wh- that what was the, what's the big whale thing that's in the middle of the like the lot? oh yes yeah, so that's an orca a killer whale like mind blowing yeah and they're huge like you don't huge like not <gasps> just little like big those are kind of small though like but, like compared to a blue whale for example well yes but still big but yeah I guess so I don't know maybe I'm a little bit like blase to, yeah, to the size like, components because I've also like never seen the ocean so okay. <laughs> I have to take you to the ocean. 
<laughs> I haven't really been to the ocean much either. Like, I don't... See- I've never seen, like, a whale or a dolphin in the water. I have a really hard time with, like, size and depth. Yeah. Like, my brain just does not process it. Like, when I'm in my car, my car is a go-kart. Like, I can't park because I think I'm going to hit everything. Yeah. So, so we should take you to the ocean. Yeah, I think we have to take yeah. you to the ocean. It has to be a whole bit now. For like a scuba diving type of Ooh, adventure. I would love that. So, so you fun. can see some like fish. I, I would really love to do that, actually. So girls so, yeah. trips. Maybe. I think we need to have a girls trip. I feel like we were planning this with Eliza last week. So yeah, I feel like you just out. make this like a group thing. Yeah. Where we all just I feel go. like you'd really like, do you know Eliza? I feel like you should, you would. Oh, you would like vibe. Eliza. Okay. Yeah. Do you like to surf? I've never surfed. I'm not. I don't think I'd be very good at it. Okay, so you're more of a beach book. Yeah, except without the book. I am just there to tan and listen to music and okay, frolic cool. in the in the water. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just but I would try toy. surfing. I will try most things once. Okay. Yeah. Most things. Most things. Most things. <laughs> okay. I Why like did my that. my brain literally was like anal? <laughs> <laughs> That is why it's most things. <laughs> just, the panic going to I don't know why. No, I do know why. <laughs> Cutting all of this. The panic. What is wrong with um, me? Why so, am I like this? I love that you're just popping off. It's great. She does. It's my. You're my favorite. That's why we work in the same office. Um, so during the summer, though, do you do photography? And like, you're so busy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, last year was wild because, like, I didn't, I booked my whole year not knowing oh. that I was going to be the executive director oh. of Quinty oh, Museum no. of Natural History. Oh, no. Um, and so my whole thing, I started my business in Ottawa, which meant that I started second shooting for an amazing photographer in Ottawa. Her name is Tracy. She runs Grace and Gold Studios. Um, so I had been shooting with her since 2020 when the pandemic began. So, like, I already lined up a bunch of weekends with her uh, for weddings, um, and then I had my own weddings. So I was going to Ottawa, if not every weekend, but every second weekend of the entire summer. Wow. My God. Yeah. That's a lot of driving. It was a fuck ton of driving, um, and it was insane. (laughs) I don't think I want to do that. So I actually planned my year a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. So if I am going to Ottawa to second shoot with Tracy, I was like, I'm going to take your Friday, Saturday wedding. So we'll do double wedding weekend. That way I can come up sense. half as much and still get the same amount of you know time with you. So that's sort of what I did. But last year it was just, it was all chaos. Like September was like the most chaotic month of my life. I had weddings almost every single weekend. And then we did Doors Open with the museum, which is like a huge event Mm -hmm. because, well, RCI, like thousands of people typically go there. And with our museum being so connected to them, we are expecting a zoo. So I worked the entire morning there and then went off to do an eight-hour wedding in Shannonville. Yeah. Caffeine? Um, Like the adrenaline. Okay. Usually, like I, I run off adrenaline for a lot of this. I'm built to endure. Um, that's one thing I've noticed. I can do long days with very little break. Do you burn out? Um, I'm going to say yes, probably. I feel like it's different this year um, because I, I've managed to 
come to a point where I can manage my anxiety uh, a lot better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I am feeling the effects of burnout with the last uh, like year alone because a lot has happened with the museum. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of effort that my team and I have put into putting on this exhibit uh, has been really crazy. And so, and we launched in, in March, but you know, the work hasn't really slowed down. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's just picking up now because, you know, we really came in killer with this new exhibit. Uh, so now it's just, um, planning for it's the future. So cool. Yeah. I have whale stickers all over. Oh, good. So I have like this, like one, like side console table situation and I'm like, I'm going to just cover it in stickers. Like that's my thing now. So whale stickers everywhere. And dinosaurs. I think we're going to add more stickers, uh, like different kinds of stickers for the summertime. So I'll That's let exciting. you know. Yeah, yeah let me know. know. We love yeah, stickers. Yeah, because I'm going to bring, I'll bring the, the small one. No, yes. I'll bring the older one too. I have a 14 year old too. Oh, okay. So I'm going to bring, I'll bring them both. Yeah. Please do. It's a great great place for kids. And they can color and stuff. Oh, I loved the kids' area. Yeah. So colorful in there. I have a great photo of Katie. We'll share it. It's me on the bench that's Oh, yes. Made me happy. Oh, the good old femur bench. Yeah. A femur. It's a femur. Of what? Um, It is a titanosaurus. Um, There's a specific name for it, I think. Is that like this actual size? It's like a long neck, like a sauropod, long neck dinosaur. Okay. It was found in Argentina. Mm-hmm. And um, it is so big. I want to say it's like one of the largest dinosaurs, if not the largest dinosaur that was a in terms of like length. It's big. That was big. Yeah, it's huge. That it's was your femur. Yeah, I know. I know. I know yeah. what a femur is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good shit. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with me? It's a Tuesday. We're tired. Yeah. So tired. Which is stressful because it's only Tuesday. Um, Yeah. I just feel like because it's like it's not sunny and it's like smoky. I'm just. It's really blah out. It's so. And I'm like, is it going to rain or is this smoke? I don't know. For those of you listening, it's it's June 6th when we're recording this. This isn't coming out for a little while, but it's weird right now outside. It's like kind of ominous. Yeah. I'm expecting like. Silent Hill yeah. sirens to start going. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. What? something yeah, bad's right? gonna yeah. happen. It's like, where? When are the zombies coming? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Pyramid it. Head is gonna like come out soon, and yeah, it's gonna be terrifying. <laughs> what is your go-to like self-care oh. trick tip? Um, oh goodness, I have a couple. Uh, so I love showering. Like that's sort of my, you know cleanse yeah. the day off my body type yeah, of thing I so yeah. I usually do that but I'll like handshake a cocktail as well oh. and then I have this like beautiful cool. ledge in my shower that I can put my <laughs> shower cocktail so I do that um I'll always that's have just, just a wine while cocktail. I shower so that's shower. sort of like a daily self-care type of thing I do um that's kind of badass what's your favorite cocktail oh it it changes um really into making margaritas right now um trying to think uh anything with gin usually Uh, empress gin Gin, baby oh yeah oh my god okay so we had did you go to the children's foundation gala i did not know okay because they had the most badass gin like it was made with empress cocktail because it was so good and i need to find out what exactly was in it because i want to make it for you Oh, okay, yes, please do. <laughs> You're I like, love yes. gin. I, like gin. I love gin. Mm. Yeah, it's good. So that's what I do daily, little shower cocktail. And then if I have time on the weekends, I'll like have a full on bath. Okay. And just sit in there and soak and light a candle. Drink your cocktail. Yeah. 
bath cocktail, shower cocktail. Yeah. Love that. I have a mug and um, it was made for me by a friend and it's we I'm on this like message board of like weird artsy people and I had posted this thing about having a shower beer and like people were perplexed by the fact that what you would drink mm, a beer in the shower normal. I was like yeah isn't like, it normal well yeah and then I just like laid out the steps of shower bearing mm-hmm. so I'm like you just Jeanette like when she comes home from sharing shower beer yeah like I always find like there's always an empty beer bottle in our shower I thought yeah. that was just normal so now I have a like a, a mug like he made me a mug and it has all the steps of having a shower beer and then it says my name on the other side of it that's adorable <laughs> i like that yeah i like that i like it too yeah um did we miss anything do you feel like we covered it all um i think so cool yeah any shout outs you want to give mm, probably to madeline and michaela at the museum Shout out Miss Frizzle. They're pretty fire. Yeah, they are. They are rock stars. Honestly, like this exhibit, like kudos to them because I hired them back in September and I was like, this is going to be chaos. <laughs> uh, and they just accepted the chaos. They worked And they're with both it. still there. That's like yeah. also really good. So it's been. It's been really wild. And, you know, they did all of the content that you're reading on the walls. Like, they wrote it up. They designed all those text panels. They slapped those ta- text panels up on the wall. They killed it. They, they really, really did And they're it. so good at their, like, your social channels. Like, yeah, so good. Again, I got really lucky with my team. Like, you I'm really, just, you just, just picked good people. Yeah. So I'm very happy to have them. So shout out to them for being amazing rock stars. Snaps. Shout out to you for being an amazing rock yeah, star. Yeah, shout out to you. Yeah, thanks. So you. happy we met you. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was like one of the best parts of Brazen was meeting you, Alexis, Aww. and like having that table of people. Like everyone at our table, I was just like, that was. Like, I was very anxious that day, but our table was like very a very safe space. Yes. Yeah, which was nice. And shout out to Jenny for giving us a. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Jenny. We love Hi, Jenny. Jenny. Hi, Jenny. <laughs> I think we talk about her in every episode. So. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's great. Yeah. She's the best. Um, I'm going to shut it down. Yeah? Cool, cool. 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 Love cool. it. That was amazing. That was um, amazing. I'm looking up what the Quinny Museum because I want to give people some info. So the Quinny Museum is in Quinny West. It's a little bit tricky to we find. We got lost. But we definitely got lost. But um, it's a great experience if you have kids. There's so much information. Miss yeah. um, Frizzle and I totally forget the other girl's name. I don't actually know their, their names. Their names, we say it in the podcast. Yes, but I refer to her as Miss Frizzle because that is, I, I, she's like a real life Miss Frizzle. Mm-hmm. Um, but they made all like this educational material and it's honestly i i love the museum i think it's It's so so cool cool. there's so many like for what where it is like you'd never expect this to be in oh my god no like where are you gonna see a sperm whale bone i don't know i can't remember what it was i think it was like a rib yeah there's a humpback vertebrae maybe i don't know diana's gonna be like get it together you guys but it was large and it really puts things life into perspective yeah because i'm like oh my god oh my goodness i didn't know they did that okay i'm just gonna read through some of the upcoming events so yeah they're having a paint night on july 7th so it's 45 dollars, and it's a two-hour event 
They're doing yoga night on July 20th. I want to do yoga with the They're doing a floral workshop. With Alexis. That makes so much sense. (laughs) Shout out Alexis for sponsoring us. Another paint night, August 18th. Yoga night, the 15th. And then Santa photos. Maybe. Oh, that might have been old. But then you can also just go to the museum. It costs like just over $7 a person. And it's just good for like it's a local thing to support. So go do it. Yeah. I think that someone needs to slide into our DMs. I will buy you tickets to go to the museum from me. To oh, you. well, we'll see how many people listen to the end of our episodes. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, shut up. We're done with you guys. I'm just kidding. But no, but seriously, if somebody slides into like our DMs and first person to do it, I will totally we'll buy you two tickets. I will buy you two out of our own pockets. Yes. Yeah. I'll give you the $14. <laughs> I'll buy them online. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah. Great episode. I think I I'm also going to set up it. for a paint night because I want to paint with whales. I kind of want to do the yoga. I kind of want to do. I want to do all of it. Yeah, it's super cool. We'll have a link to the events page in our show notes. So check also, it out. shout out. It is a not for profit. Yes. So if you are feeling charitable and you need, you know, a feel good thing to give your money to, you please consider offload some money. <laughs> you've come into money. You've won the lottery. And you want to do good with it. You just have an extra. Like twenty million laying dollars. around. Oh, <laughs> million dollars. We went really different sides of that. I was like, if you find like that twenty in yeah, your spring jacket sense. that you had put away, and you're like, how can I do good with this money? Give it to the Queen Museum because yeah. then it helps them, like build oh, new exhibits. I lied. Sorry, general admission is eight dollars. Children five and under are free. Okay, and like, you can be I, purchased online. Sorry. I'll give you the sixteen dollars. Yeah, we'll give you... We'll, so, slide into our DMs. They have rules. I'm going to read them. Don't bring your dog. <laughs> no pets, except service animals. No running, no food and drinks allowed in the exhibit. Please do not touch the exhibit. This is not a touching... It's like if you go to an art gallery. Like, there are some things you can touch. There is a whole children's area with coloring and, like, a bone you can sit on that I have a picture Katie sitting we'll on. We'll share it. It's so cute. Uh, so, yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah. Also, uh, shout out to our podcast sponsors right now. Family Dental Center. Love you guys. Our OG. I'm, like, low-key excited for my next, like, teeth cleaning. Really? I'm just, like, when do I get to go back? Oh. Yeah. Because I'm, like, it's probably almost when been six. When do you get to go back? It's probably almost been six months. I think it's probably been about four. Yeah. But I also do need to call them and make an Invisalign appointment to get, like, the mold made oh, and yeah, all, like, yeah. the costs and stuff figured oh, out. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I really want straighter teeth. Fair. And Invisalign's a great a great option. Yeah, because my teeth technically aren't, like, they're not, like, super messed up, but... I don't think they're that bad, but I get the the. Yeah, nuance. I just want them a little bit straighter. Maybe, like, shave the bottoms down a little bit. Is that an option? Yeah, well, you know how like some teeth have like that, oh, like they're yeah, a little yeah. bit like wiggly at the bottom. You can get that. Sh- you can get it like kind of flattened. Okay. I don't know if they do that, but I mean, well, I think you could go talk to Doctor Yasmin. About I mean, it. I'm sure she she can figure it out. Yeah. Also, shout out to um, Designs by Alexis Rose, also one of our new lunch buddies. She's making beautiful florals like literally magical human so sweet and she's doing like fresh bouquets right now and she takes them to your creative junction and the cookie jar right i think 
yeah, I think the cookie yeah. jar. Um, so and tr- if you want just like a fresh bouquet, you can literally just DM her on Instagram, which yes. I think is super cool. And then our friends with benefits of the month, Aww. Dr. Maria Coward. Hi, Maria. Giving us all the beautiful eye facts we need. And go get your eyes checked if you haven't. It's very important. I need to go do that, yeah. actually, too. Because same thing. It's like it's I have like doctor anxiety. So it's like I had dental anxiety, but I also have doctor anxiety. So that includes the eye doctor. Um, but she, fun fact about Maria, has the most natural radio voice. Yes. I have ever heard in my life. Yes. She, she came does. in to voice her ads for our for the podcast and she read the scripts once. Yeah, that's wild. Because those ads you hear in this episode, these episodes... That was a one read, which is very rare. That doesn't happen even mm-hmm. with people that work here and do this professionally. Yeah. No. For a living. Yeah. So and just like in like our producer snaps. Steve was just like, like Can I hire you <laughs> to like voice ads? She has a good voice. She has a great voice. So shout out to Maria. Yeah, so follow her on Instagram and book your eye appointment at Dr. Coward and Associates. Yeah. And they've been around forever. They have, yeah. Family owned local business check it out i love a family-owned local business and they she told me this thing they run more tests than any other mm-hmm. optometrist in the area oh wow so you're paying for what you're paying for you get way more that's good so yeah your eye health is very important we like eye health here what else um I'm trying to think. I know I have things coming up, but I just. What is it? Oh. It's shit talking with Olivia. Oh, I'm like, oh no. I can't read this one because that's fine. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, no, was... I got a text and I was like, wait, what? And I was like, none of these words make sense. But then I was like, oh, oh now they make sense. That's fun. Um, I don't really have anything. I'm taking, I've been very social the past couple weekends, so I'm, and then I'm going to be social again the next couple weekends. So this weekend I'm going to the cottage. <laughs> being social by going to the cottage. No, you're no, running away from the social. I'm running away from the social by and going to the cottage. Next weekend you have a wedding. A wedding, and it's Pride in Toronto, which I'm going to. That's insane. And then the weekend after, I'm going back to Toronto because it's my best friend's birthday, which is the long weekend. Fun. Yeah. So I just need a weekend to do Go to nothing. The mm-hmm. That's exciting. And try not to do work because I worked the past couple of weekends a little bit. So I need. To, you, I'm gonna log you out of everything. Yeah, it's not even that. It was like nope, making you proposals for things. So um, logging you out of everything. Canva. <laughs> I'll take you out of Canva. No, I don't think I. Ha- I will have to. Work I will log you out of your email. Fingers crossed. I'll steal your new phone. <gasps> I do have my new phone finally. If you saw our story yesterday, you knew that was a struggle for me, but I have it, so it's happening. Great. And I'm proud of myself. Um, we need do you have anything else? Like, did it? No, I don't think so. I think I'm good. Okay. I'm going to shut her down. Cool, cool. Bye. Bye. That was different. I didn't than like last that one. I did not like that one. <laughs> no. Dr. Maria here again with another iFacts in Focus eye tip. Did you know that too much screen time can tire out your eyes? When you stare at a screen all day, your eye's near-focusing system kicks into gear, 
When you overwork this focusing system, your eyes can get tired, sore, and blurry, and you can get headaches. Taking breaks away from screens and wearing magnifying reading glasses can improve your eye comfort. Check out my blog, justeyethings.ca, for more eye tips. The Babies of Quinny podcast is recorded and produced at Starboard Communications, home of 95.5 Hits FM, Cool 100, and inquinty.ca.